Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matchup pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Well, hello there, and we weren't sure if we were going to get here, but it is championship weekend in a bizarre 2020 college football season. SEC title, ACC title, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, American Conference, they're all playing out. Heck, even the Mountain West Conference championship game uh, being played this weekend, the Sun Belt title game that we'll be talking about, they're all being played on championship week. I know there are still some regular season games because of all the TV contracts and all of the conferences being played, but the championship games being played as well this weekend. We're here to talk about that, the latest weekend, weekend 15 in the National Football League, and much more as part of Three Dog Thursday. I am merely the somewhat capable host. I've got guests joining me coming up, including our senior handicapper, Brian Edwards from Major Wager and Vegas Insider, a large, long, lengthy YouTube roundtable with the likes of Chris Stewart of the Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Network, number one Tide, playing Florida Saturday night in the SEC title game in Atlanta. Matt Zimmick here from USC Trojans Wire, uh, uh, USA Today website. Uh, love talking to Matt for his insight on the Trojans, the Pac-12. We'll talk to him uh, on the roundtable with Chris Stewart. Later on, we're going to talk about kicking. Who can make field goals on the YouTube video roundtable? Danielle McCartan of WFAN in New York. T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas. And also Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports Podcast talking kicks. Who can make a kick? Uh, what's going on with the kickers in the NFL, including me watching Dan Bailey miss not one, not two, but four kicks last week and a loss to my Buccaneers. Thank you very much. What's going on with the kickers? More on that on the roundtable. Plus a great offer from our sponsor, Smack Apparel, and their great shirts for the holidays and for Christmas and smackapparel.com. Quick mention, use our promo code TAG at checkout on smackapparel.com to save 30%. We will show you all the shirts in the YouTube segment. Go find the YouTube channel of Three Dog Thursday and subscribe. 
Uh, Derek Martin will be here from Smack Apparel. Great shirts, great gifts. If you're fans of anybody from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, from the New England Patriots, let's say, to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, whether it is uh, a team in the West like the L.A. Rams, they've got a cool new shirt for them. Whether it is a team like the Saints or the Packers or the Clemson Tigers, go get all these in-your-face hilarious shirts to get under your opponent's skin with Smack Apparel, our promo code TAG. More on that in the YouTube roundtable coming up. Reminder, too, if you have not already subscribed to this podcast, you're hearing the audio podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It comes automatically to you, including the Christmas Eve edition next week that'll be out. Picking all the underdogs, we will know the college football playoff Final Four this time next week when all of it sorts out and all the screaming. And we're going to have more on the college football playoff in a second, the rankings. Brian Edwards and I will talk more about it coming up. But anyway, subscribe to this podcast. It comes automatically to you. Five-star rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, wherever you can rate podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. We love the five-star reviews. More and more of you have been doing that. More and more of you will find the podcast if you do that for us. Subscribe away. And again, find the YouTube page, Three Dog Thursday. Search it on YouTube. Subscribe there as well. Great video content. See what I look like. See what the guests look like in the middle segment of the audio podcast on YouTube. Fun stuff. Uh, here for that. All right, so much to get to about college and the NFL, the championship games, the picks. Uh, here we go. One thing about the college football playoff and trying to sort all of this out, folks, they want the screaming. They want the arguing. They always have. This is a sport that for so many years didn't declare a champion on the field. They voted. They voted. They had the sports writers and broadcasters vote for the Associated Press or or the, uh, the UPI vote or the USA Today coaches poll. And now this committee wants the screaming and hollering. That's why Florida is still sitting there in the top 10 with a 7-2 record off of a 23-point favorite loss at home to LSU. Florida's not one of the top 10 teams in the country right now. They know that. They're dissing Cincinnati out of the American Conference to get everybody to scream and holler about them. How is USC not every bit the contender for the college football playoff that Ohio State is when they've each won the same number of games, five, against only their own conference? They're way short of the other teams in the mix, like Alabama, like Clemson, like Notre Dame, and even Cincinnati. Why is it that USC is not getting more consideration? They want the screaming and hollering. It fuels the sport. It fuels the interest, the TV ratings, all of it. So that's why they're doing what they're doing. But some of this stuff is just contradictory, indefensible. Cincinnati doesn't play, and they drop them a spot. Okay, they drop from 7 to 8. They've now dropped two spots the last two weeks not playing. Ohio State doesn't play last weekend. They keep them at number 4 because, of course, they do because they want people screaming about Ohio State to be in the playoff. That's how this works. So in any event, lots to get to on that. We will talk plenty with Brian Edwards in a few minutes about the awful Florida Gator loss. I mentioned a 23-point favorite blowing the game to LSU. An LSU team annihilated by Auburn, beaten decisively by Texas A&M, blown out last week by Alabama. They come in and beat Florida. And I think Florida was looking past them. In fact, I know Florida was looking past them with the way they played. More on the Gators and what they that did to their playoff hopes. Uh, here coming up in our next segment, lots of college football conversation. And by the way, Devontae Smith, I, I believe, should be the Heisman winner. We're going to talk more with Chris Stewart and Matt Zimmick about this in the middle segment here on the audio podcast and the YouTube roundtable. Devontae Smith, the Bama receiver, fantastic season. He is the best player on the best team in college football. Isn't that what the Heisman's supposed to be about? 
And don't tell me this stuff that receivers can't win the award. When Tim Brown has won the award from Notre Dame, and Desmond Howard won the, won the award from Michigan, and Johnny Rogers as a flanker running back back in the day from Nebraska won the award, you can win the award as a non-quarterback. And I think Devontae Smith deserves that. Uh, right now, and I don't have a Heisman vote, but he should be he should be getting those. And the NFL is getting good. Uh, now, what's wrong with the Pittsburgh Steelers with another loss for them, back-to-back losses for them? Can anybody derail the Chiefs in the AFC who now control things for home field advantage? What about the Saints who slipped up and lost to the Eagles last week? We've got so much to talk about on the pro football as well as the podcast goes on. So we've got plenty to get to. Let's get it all rolling, get things started I uh, hear Brian Edwards with me early. YouTube roundtable in the in the uh, middle. Brian back to talk NFL at the end. It's the way that we always do it here. If you love the underdogs, the pooches, that's what we're here for. Let's get rolling. It is championship weekend in college football, despite there being a bevy of other regular season games all over the place trying to be made up in this, in this crazy COVID-19 2020 season. But Brian Edwards is all over it. Of course, we've got him here uh, to give me some insight and analysis and talk some college football now, some pro football later on with some underdogs. First of all, I know you are in transit uh, you are in route eventually to end up in Atlanta, Brian, for the SEC title game on Saturday night. As I've already said to the audience, and I'll say again here and probably a couple more times as the podcast goes on, I'm in route Friday to Indianapolis where it will be chilly, but we'll be inside Lucas Oil Stadium for Ohio State and Northwestern. Championship weekend, we're starting to get ramped up with all of this. It'll all sort out for who those four teams are in the college football playoff this weekend. Welcome, and how excited are you about all of this? Wow, stoked, TJ. Thanks for having me. I am uh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up to uh, witness my first football game in person all season long. And... Uh, Fired up, my man. I bet. All right, so you would be a little more fired up if, here we go, your Florida Gators go. <laughs> didn't no-show. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. They no-showed at the Swamp sure. last Saturday night with LSU. I've already given a thought or two. You're a Gator through and through. What the heck happened there with everything riding on it? Well, we got beaten fair. We got beat fair and square. No, no excuses. Um, I, I love the uh, resting uh, pits, but at you know late second quarter, I was changing my mind and thinking, all right, coach, we, we need to dress him out in the second half because from what McShay was saying, uh, the sideline reporter, obviously for ESPN, was saying that he warmed up, he looked great, and he was a healthy scratch. Um, now, it, there has been some reporting done that he was a little banged up from the week before. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. But uh, look, you know, LSU made their 57-yard field goal. We missed ours, and Marco Wilson, who hasn't, you know, Marco Wilson started since he was a true freshman. He's been really good his whole year. He's been absolute garbage this year. And not only has he been garbage this year, like the, the few times he makes a play, which he rarely has this year, he does some little clown routine act <laughs> like he's you know, just trying to draw attention to himself. And every single time he does it, I scream at the TV because I watch most Gator games at the house solo on purpose because I do a lot of screaming. And I scream at him every play like, you get, get ready, get lined up, dude, for the next play because you haven't done anything all year. And, and he, it, like, and then he does another little just garbage, stupid celebration, and it costs us a football game. That's a senior 
doing that. So inexcusable. But uh, if he gets a pick six on Saturday, I'll be forgiven. Uh, yes, that the, that will live in infamy, the shoe toss. And even, even the guy over in the Middle East that was throwing the shoe at, at the W, at President Bush, has sure. now picked up on the memes and the Internet and the LSU stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, inexcusable, inexcusable as a 23-point favorite to not be better. But I want your feeling on this. I thought it was very telling. I've mentioned this a couple of other places. Let's talk about it here that Dan Mullen was apparently openly talking to uh, ESPN's Sean McDonough and Todd Blackledge about if we lose this game but still beat Alabama, we should be in the college football playoff as the SEC champs. Doubt was already apparently entering his mind, and he may have even been projecting that, maybe not overtly, not talking about it, but maybe... They didn't take this game as seriously as they should have and were already doubting whether they were going to win it from out of the own head coach's mouth, Brian. It was almost like, why, why are you even thinking about not whacking LSU just like Auburn had done, just like Alabama had done, and get into that SEC title game at 9-1 uh, at and one and be ready to go? Yeah, Mullen's taken a lot of heat this week. And, you know, in my opinion, he's doing what every, uh, every head coach in college basketball, when they get eliminated from their conference tournament in the quarterfinals and they have a 20-12 uh, and 12 overall record and they're one game over 500 in their Power 5 right, conference, right. and they, they, make, they make their appeal to the committee of why they are deserving of a bid. I mean, that, that's hoops. And, you know, with a 10-game schedule in the SEC, eight wins by 12 points or more, and now two three-point losses. Look, I'm not saying that – like, I was surprised Florida only dropped a seven. But now that they did only drop a seven, if they beat Alabama um, and some other things happen, uh, first off, a win over Alabama – will be the most quality win that any team has on its resume. It'll go with eight other SEC wins over, uh, I mean, by 12 points or more. So, look, I'm not trying to get on the bandwagon. You know, if we beat Alabama, and we'll evaluate everything that happened in the other places across the country this weekend. But we'll see. I can, I can tell you this, and we're going to get into the college football playoff a committee and their rankings in just a second. There, there's nobody else in the top ten that lost to a three and five team that was a 23 point underdog uh, anywhere on their schedule. So that's that's uh, not in Florida's favor. Eight wins in the SEC or not uh, there with that. So uh, in any event, uh, it is an L. And now you have that SEC title game, which we'll get into uh, coming up here. Alabama obviously got across the finish line with their win. Uh, and, and got to the title game. Clemson and Notre Dame was already ordained by the ACC and didn't have to play last weekend to protect their position. Same thing for Ohio State. As I was mentioning, I, I'm going to be at that title game. I don't really know what to expect out of Ohio State for this week, too, because they've been off. So it's, def it's definitely been interesting. Let's morph the conversation, Brian. We are going to talk pro football with you much later in the podcast. Let's morph it now into the college football playoff and how things have, have set up here um I, i've already put on social media and, and i think this is this is fair they have zero credibility after the other night 
um, with what they put out for those rankings, contradictory stuff. You drop Cincinnati for the second straight week for not playing. You keep Ohio State right where they are while they didn't play. That contradicts itself. It has no logic. It makes no sense. You you have a Florida team with two losses in front of a Cincinnati team that's undefeated. You have an Iowa State team that lost to Louisiana at home by 17 in your top 10. So when you start talking about games matter, again, that's contradictory. Uh, games obviously don't matter. Losing obviously doesn't matter. It appears that the name on the front of the jersey is what matters the most. All right, I've said that. Brian, your, your piece here. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Louisiana and Coastal should be higher, um, obviously. I mean, you know, you go into Ames and you don't just win. You pimp slap them. You win by 17. And, uh, and Coastal has, you know, BYU was a freight train a few weeks ago until they got to Conway, South Carolina. And, uh, you know, Coastal beat Louisiana at Louisiana. And um, and now they can sweep them with a win this weekend. Oh, that's a great game, by the way. Right. I look forward. To, I look forward to watching it. I, I assume it's a noon game. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I want to be able to watch it. So, um, yeah, no, I, I see. Uh, you know, just with some conversations with other people today on some other shows, um, if Iowa State and Florida both win, which is a huge, huge, enormous if, obviously. Um, Portal jump Iowa State. I mean, I, I was getting pushback on that today, and I, I was like, really? I mean, come on. Well, yeah, you're talking about with the opponent. You're talking about beating Alabama in that instance. By the way, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, 3.30 Eastern time for this weekend. And for those interested in Three Dog Thursday purposes, Coastal Carolina only a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home hosting the Sun Belt Championship game against Louisiana. Um, I, I, again, just come at it from the premise that – you're doing indefensible things. And I again say they want the arguing. They want that committee, the screaming, because it fuels everybody to watch the games. It's why they release these rankings. I mean, as many pointed out back six, seven years ago when this began, six years ago, this is now the seventh playoff, that they didn't have to release any rankings except the final one. The final one is the one that matters the most. But the reason to release these midweek is to spark interest in what the committee is thinking and the games to be played that weekend. It's obvious. You you have to be Mr. Magoo to not be able to see that's their motive behind releasing these rankings and firing people up. And I even made the point, if Alabama goes on to drub Florida, they'll drop from 7 to like 20 because the committee doesn't care about them anymore. Throw them by the wayside if that's the case. And the same thing if Oklahoma drills Iowa State, for example, they'll drop out of the top 10 and they'll be 15 or 18 or something like that because, again, it doesn't fuel anything to have them mentioned anymore. So uh, we'll see how that part uh, plays out. Another thought on that before we get to some picks? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, just since the um, – and, and this doesn't apply to Coastal Carolina and Louisiana because they did play uh, – not only did they play, they played big non-conference games. Louisiana went to Ames, Iowa, and that's now a top-ten team. And uh, Coastal played undefeated 
BYU. But in terms of Cincy, I, and I remember remember in the summer, of, you know, preseason, uh, I was talking about I thought Cincy would be the best group of five team, and I was disappointed. That, and I don't have my – or I'm driving, you know, I'm not able to look right. at my Steel Steel magazine right now. But I remember saying that they didn't have really a good non-conference game um, and they had one last year, and they got routed at Ohio State. But I mean, that's a pretty tough one. I was just—I was saying over the summer, it'd be nice if they had, you know, just like we're playing a middle-tier Power Five team or play two of those, you know. And and they didn't have that, and so I can kind of understand since he's only played AAC opponents, if I'm not mistaken. The one um, other game I think, I think is Austin P. Is the one out of conference game. Right. So there's yeah. not there's not any so, but, strength in that. Yes, exactly. To your point, right. So like I think Cincinnati would really benefit had they had a good non-conference game. But as I'm saying that about Cincinnati, the committee's not applying it to Coastal Carolina and Louisiana, who each have a great non-conference win. So. Yeah, exactly. The Sun Belt has three wins over the Big 12, and these are the two best teams in the Sun Belt that each have a win over the Big 12 playing each other this weekend. And we've known from UCF being undefeated uh, going into the college football playoff and not being able to get into the top four and not even rising really into the top six or seven. Cincinnati's at least on the doorstep, uh, and now they play Tulsa. And that's going to lead us in to the underdog picks for the college football purposes. Uh, all right, so give me one that you like and why out of out of all the championship games. I mean, all the regular season games are going on, and that's fine for those that want to try to uh, wager, make something on those, pick an underdog. But I'm sticking you and me to the championship games. Do you have one that stands out for you that you like as an underdog, Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider? And if so, which one is it? I have two, but we'll start with the Big 12 game. I like Iowa State. They've been an underdog 31 times under Matt Campbell, and they are 20-10-1 against the spread. So that's a 66.7% clip as uh, as dogs. Uh, and they obviously beat Oklahoma in the regular season. That certainly gives OU uh, the revenge goal. But I just think that this is a game – that's a one-possession game, most if not all the way, could come down to a field goal. Uh, Brock Purdy, seven touchdown passes without an interception in the last three games. And uh, Spencer Rattler has been pretty good over the last month or so. But I just think that I, I have a little more trust in Brock Purdy, and he's got a little more experience and uh I just I have a little more trust in Brock Purdy, and I love uh, obviously some Brees Hall, and I think uh, I think it's a toss-up game who wins outright. So give me the five five and a half point dog on the Cyclones. And this is one of those that is a rematch and is a revenge game for Oklahoma, not unlike what it is for Louisiana, who we've been talking about taking on Coastal Carolina, and the same thing with Clemson against Notre Dame later on in the day. So this is a noon Eastern time game. Very interesting. Sooners and Iowa State each with two losses. Does the winner, who knows, have any hope of getting in, uh, depending on mayhem in front of them with losses and upsets? We'll find out uh, on that one. Again, I'm working the Ohio State-Northwestern game. Uh, where, where again, Ohio State's a 22-point favorite. Very interesting that that's a that's a large spread in this one. 
I'm going to that Tulsa-Cincinnati game, which is in prime time. It's going to be chilly, cold in Cincinnati. Uh, the, the Bearcats may be a little stale in this one, and Tulsa has what? Have they, they've covered, I believe, in every game this season, including against Oklahoma State all the way back at the beginning in the first game of the year out of conference when they were a 24-point underdog and only lost 16-7. to um, They, they well, have won. They yeah. had a non-cover had a non-cover in that controversial win over East Carolina. There you go. And that, and I'm, no, I'm now looking at it. You're correct. That's the only non-cover. They have won every game since then, and the only non-cover is the East Carolina game. Victory at UCF. Victory also over SMU and a comeback in that one. Victory over Navy and covered as the favorite. Uh, this is only the third time that they're actually getting points. They they covered and won as a 21-point underdog against UCF all the way back at the beginning of October. And again, they were 24-point underdogs against Oklahoma State. So give me the Golden Hurricane, who have played more recently than Cincinnati, having played last weekend against Navy and won. I kind of went with... I went with that last week, and I hit it here on Three Dog Thursday with my Memphis Tigers, the alma mater. Go Tigers, go. Uh, Memphis had played a couple of games. Houston had not because of COVID-19. It had like a month off, and Memphis was the fresher team. I kind of like that for Tulsa to keep it close. I'll take the 14 points. I will take them on uh, Three Dog Thursday for Saturday night in the AAC championship game. And I kind of sensed this from you. SEC title game, you will be there, and you're liking the Florida Gators and the 17 or 18 points that are out there right now, Brian Edwards? Indeed I am. Uh, Florida has been an underdog under Dan Mullen eight times. They are 5-1 and one with two pushes with four outright wins. 5-1 and two against the spread. Four outright wins. This is the richest underdog spot of the Dan Mullen era. In fact, it's the only, or I'm sorry, it's only the second double-digit dog spot. The other one uh, was at LSU last year. Uh, it was a push as a 14-point underdog. Florida lost 42-28, to but they had two uh, deep red zone possessions in the fourth quarter. Uh, one of them on third and goal, um, uh, Stingley intercepted Trask. Uh, the other one on, on fourth and goal, we got stuffed at the one and uh, came up short. Uh, and look, if Alabama uh, it plays lights out, gets ahead of the number, the back door will be wide open because Florida can score on anybody at any time, especially with Pitts back in the lineup. And uh, if Mom is telling the truth and he has uh, – told a few false falsehoods if you will <laughs> when it comes when it comes to players this year but he he says Jeremiah Moon is going to be back. Jeremiah Moon is Florida's second best pass rusher behind Brenton Cox and he's been out since the Georgia game. And Sean Davis uh, is a uh, two year starting safety who's missed the last two games. He's supposed to be back so that would be good if the, both of those guys are back and obviously a, a pit at full force is a, a huge, huge, huge thing because I think he's the only tight ends I've ever seen better than him uh, are Tony Gonzalez and Kellen Winslow uh, Sr. come to mind. That's 
Well, Pitts is certainly going to make himself some money. One more point, because we've been talking about this already, and, and we haven't seen the media reporting. Again, Gainesville's a smaller market. Uh, it hasn't leaked out one way or the other. But just knowing what I know, I've been around this a long time, and you have as well, the, uh, the actions of what Mullen did with Pitts smacks of he suspended him without saying he was suspended for doing something maybe it was a positive drug test which again we're not privy to that and they don't have to announce that if they don't want to if nobody finds it out but to go through practice which which florida admitted pitts practiced last week to go through the pregame warm-up in full uniform with pads and helmet on and then take everything off and stand there on the sideline and watch your team losing that reeks of punishment. That doesn't just reek of resting somebody. So maybe so. Maybe it was punishment uh, in that instance. We don't know until can, they admit it. I, I mean, I can, I can see you or, and others speculating and, and, and maybe thinking that. I, I just thought he was a healthy scratch, and I loved the idea. Right when I saw it, I was like, yes, perfect. Perfect. He's going to be full go for Bama. I love the idea. And Mullen Uh, brought up a great point, by the way. It wouldn't have really mattered. He said this after the game, too, and he said it basically at halftime. They had 300-something yards in the first half. It's not like Pitts would have made that much more difference uh, offensively because they couldn't stop LSU, which is bad news for this Alabama game. I'm going contraire on you because Florida hasn't played a complete team that can throw it like Mac Jones can throw it with the run game with Najee Harris, and I think that's what will grind on them eventually in this game on that defense. Yeah, no, I have no doubt that, that Bama will, will score a minimum of, of 45 and probably more. Um, I just uh, I hold out hope that uh, <laughs> you know we can hold them to a, to a couple field goal attempts, and you know we're going to have Florida has to you know, and I'm talking about for outright purposes. Uh, you know, Florida's got to be at least plus two in turnover margin, or, or just just score at will, which I, I I think Florida can score at will on anybody in America. It's just my opinion. Um, and look, Alabama, uh, they score fast, and, and they won't eat as much clock as so many opponents have on Florida's defense. It's, it's limited Florida's snaps and possessions. Uh, I think Florida's going to get a ton of possessions and a ton of snaps in this game. And I like the over as well, by, by the way, even though it is the highest total in SEC championship game history by 12 and a half points. Wow. And 62 is the previous high. And it is an end over at 74 and a half or 75 right now in Alabama, a 17 and a half or 18 point favorite at some places in the SEC title game against Florida. Brian, before we go, we're going to bring you back to talk NFL football. We didn't talk a lot about Clemson and Notre Dame. You're obviously not taking the Irish for three dog Thursday purposes, despite well, the points. Well, what, what about that game? Go. I, 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 I actually I actually sort of leaned Notre Dame. I mean, I haven't personally bet it. I haven't put it in my pick pack. I, I just I think I think double digits is too much in that game. Uh, I think Clemson's going to win, but I the Notre Dame team even more impressive to me than the win over Clemson was what they did uh, at Boston College the next week and at North Carolina the week after that, especially uh, in a flat spot at, B- at BC. And, I mean, did they hold North Carolina to 17 points? They Both held, they held North Carolina scoreless in the second half in Chapel Hill. That's, 
and hey, then we saw what North Carolina did to Miami last week with 500 right. and whatever yards rushing. It tells you that obviously Notre Dame can play defense, to your point. Yeah, I lean Notre Dame in that one. Interesting. I still think Clemson's got something to prove, and depending on how the day is gone, if Ohio State has won and if Alabama has won, that Clemson's looking to prove something too because they want to be in that two spot. If they can be in that two spot with a win over Notre Dame, we will find out uh, what happens with that. Brian, stand by. We have got much more on the way. Brian will be back in the final segment talking NFL and some underdog picks. YouTube roundtable coming up. Matt Zimmick, Chris Stewart with me talking more about the college football championship game weekend, Alabama perspective, USC perspective. Later on, also on the YouTube roundtable, we're also talking kicking with Danielle McCartan, TC Martin, and also Jason Powers talking NFL and kicking. That'll all be on the YouTube roundtable segment coming up in the middle. Brian back with us in a bit. Hang in there. It is time to talk to you about MyBookie.ag. MyBookie wants you to know it's the most wonderful time of the year, even though the year can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win at the end of 2020, don't we? We deserve a little extra money in our pockets. Well, the only place that you're guaranteed to get it all is through MyBookie.ag. They're not only just the sports book, but they take care of you whether you're naughty or nice, and they've got gifts for everyone by betting the NFL or when the NBA starts up or your, all your college uh, football and basketball and much more. Sign up today and get the ultimate stocking stuffer, 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start just by using our promo code SGP. You put 100 bucks in, you get 50 from my bookie. You put 500 in, you get 250 all the way up to $1,000 on the 50% match. So for all of these different games in pro football, college winding down, you've got the college football playoff uh, coming up as well, the NBA starting again, head over to MyBookie, make the most of the holidays this year, and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. Remember that promo code SGP. Get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. This winter, bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie.ag and the promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app for player props. And just in time for the holidays, as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows, we're teaming up with Thrive Fantasy for an awesome SGP merchandise bundle. Send in a screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy's promo code SGP and signing up for Thrive Fantasy, and you've got a chance to win $100 in Sports Gambling Podcast merchandise. So email your screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy using our promo code SGP. Send it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com with the screenshot, and you've got a chance to win 100 bucks for the holidays in SGP merchandise. All right, so with Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of all the research every which direction on Daily Fantasy. And instead, in the NFL, choose 10 of the 20 available player props, build your lineup, and get into the contest to play. All right, let's take a look at some of the Sunday games from the upcoming Week 15 in the NFL to give you time to analyze all the different player props uh, from these games that will be going on. What will happen with my Buccaneers taking on the Falcons in Atlanta? I like the prop of Chris Godwin to have at least six receptions in the game. I know he had under that against Minnesota, who's a little better on defense than what Atlanta is right now. Godwin has been the compliment to Mike Ed, uh, to Mike Evans for the Buccaneers. 
Uh, of course, you've got other weapons like Antonio Brown. Of course, Scotty Miller caught the long touchdown from Tom Brady last week. I still like Godwin. He had a big game in Atlanta a year ago with over 150 yards receiving. Give me Godwin over the five and a half reception total uh, that's there on the player props for Thrive Fantasy. Uh, while we're at it, early games, Miami hosting New England. Tua Tonga-Vailoa with a one and a half player prop for passing touchdowns. New England's pass defense has still held in well. Uh, I know Jared Goff threw it pretty well against him for a lot of the game last week, but by and large, New England's pass defense has been good. I don't think Tua will have two touchdown passes in the game with the Patriots. Miami may still win the game. Revenge for them. They lost in week one to New England, but I think he is going to be uh, under on the one and a half touchdown pass total, probably one or less for Tua in that game. I will skip to uh, the Seahawks and the Washington football team. Brian Edwards is going to talk more about Washington hosting Seattle in our final segment of the show. But I I like Russell Wilson uh, here in this instance for combined 283.5 passing and rushing yards, yards from scrimmage for him, uh, passing and rushing. Give me Russell Wilson, even though the Redskin defense has improved, to go over that number in the early a Sunday game with the Washington football team. So I'm taking a lot of these games that are early games. Uh, I also like in the Rams-Jets game, that is a late game Sunday afternoon from L.A. Cam Akers coming on strong, the rookie running back for L.A. out of Florida State against the woeful Jets. He only needs to rush or receive a touchdown in the game. I think he will get one. Take that over prop uh, there for uh, Cam Akers uh, in that matchup with the Jets. And one more how about for uh, the Kansas City-New Orleans game? Alvin Kamara, 65.5 rush yards in that showdown, that late game in the Superdome. Saints hosting the defending champion Chiefs. I'm going to take the under. I think the Chiefs will slow him down rushing. He may catch for some more yardage, but I like the under for Alvin Kamara in this instance in the matchup New Orleans against uh, Kansas City and the Chiefs coming in looking to ride high and remain in the top spot for the AFC playoffs and the number one seed. So there are some examples of what you can do with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive has given out over $100,000 the last couple of weeks in guaranteed prizes, and they're continuing to give it out uh, right now if you get these successful props and enter their contest. They've paid out over $250,000 in cash prizes so far this season. Uh, with Thrive Fantasy. So again, sign up with Thrive Fantasy, use our promo code SGP, and if you're a first-time depositor, you get a match up to 50 bucks when you put in. Get an instant match up to $50 on your initial deposit. So again, go get Thrive Fantasy in the Apple Store, in the Google Play Store. Download it, find out more of the rules and regulations at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Use our promo code SGP. We are also brought to you in part by BetterThan.Vegas. It's an all-new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on BetterThan.Vegas. They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball nba will be here soon as well if the free video picks aren't enough they're giving away cash one thousand dollars to the handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the handicapper that has the most followers 
make sure you subscribe on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Better than Vegas, BTV, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you don't miss out on any of these videos. Head over to betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas to see more. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sports book but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. We do continue along, and the YouTube roundtable is here, and we've got an extravaganza for this holiday season. We're going to begin with my guys talking college, but if you're only hearing us on the audio podcast version of Three Dog Thursday, come find the YouTube roundtable under Three Dog Thursday. See what we look like with all of the guests that you're going to be hearing from here on out in this segment, you can see us on the YouTube roundtable. Let's welcome in from the Alabama Crimson Tide. A radio network does a great job with all of their stuff, including filling in, doing play-by-play of the Bama win over Arkansas last week. Chris Stewart is back with me uh, here on the program uh, on Three Dog Thursday in the video roundtable. Brother Stewart, good to have you. Congrats on a great job last week filling in for Eli Gold. It was fun. Thank you so much for having me. Had a great time and uh, always enjoy visiting with you guys. All right. So also with me on the screen on the YouTube roundtable, let's swing out west. He's actually in Arizona, but he writes all about USC Southern Cal unbeaten in the Pac-12 title game. Matt Zimmick back from USC Trojan Wire, the USA Today uh, website and blog. Mr. Zimmick, we bow to you. USC got to the finish line, whatever the finish line was in the Pac-12 undefeated. How are you? Well, thanks for having me, but no one should be bowing to USC. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Probably not in this instance. And I know, Matt, you wanted to send out some congratulations as well to Chris before I hit the record button. And I'm like, stop, this is the show. Don't do the show yet. So go ahead. No, it has to be a career highlight and an honor to fill in for Eli Gold. So uh, I'm sure that just was a mountaintop moment for you. Congratulations. I appreciate it. I, I felt like I was five years old. Because uh, when I was five, I used to pretend that I was doing play-by-play uh, while watching television. And frankly, that's how we did the ball game because of social distancing. <laughs> uh, the game was taking place in Fayetteville at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. And we were sitting in the radio booth at Bryant-Denny in Tuscaloosa. So called it off the television, had a great time. Uh, thankfully, Eli Spine is going to be back for the SEC championship game. But uh, going back, I think we were talking about this the other day, going back to 1958 with John Forney doing the play-by-play, three-year run for Paul Kennedy and then Eli for the last 30-plus. I think I may just be the fourth guy, even though it was just for a game, but only the fourth guy in about the last 60-plus years 
to do an Alabama football game on the radio is pretty special. That is special. Wow. And, and you got to call this punt return that we're looking at over and over again on the YouTube yeah. roundtable, Devontae Smith. And Chris's call, even though we don't have the audio, is he's in the clear or something like that. And my money's on Devontae Smith breaking Every free. Single <laughs> Every yeah. single time your money's on this guy. So yeah, let's just – can we discuss further – I don't have a Heisman vote, but number six in white with the crimson helmet to me is the best player in America on the best team right now in America. I, I go Devontae Smith, Chris. I, I would not argue with you in the least. Here's the problem, uh, if, if you can call it that. I'm just speaking from a Heisman standpoint, not from a winning standpoint, but from a Heisman winning standpoint. It's going to be tough because – He's got two other teammates that are easily, if anybody's really doing the research, are in the top five for the Heisman as well. He's got Najee Harris in the backfield. He's, he's got Mac Jones at quarterback. So it's natural they're going to split some of the vote amongst themselves, which may open it up for somebody else to win the whole thing. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. If you're only giving me the third pick of the most valuable player on the Alabama roster, I'll be happy with my draft spot. How about that? But there's there's right. no question to me, and I think Mac would tell you the same, and probably Najee. It starts with Devontae, especially when you consider what they lost in Jalen Waddell uh, a month and a half ago, and then to have him. Everybody knows he's the guy, even though they've got other weapons. He is the guy as far as wideouts, and all he's done is get better and be more productive. I loved somebody putting something to the effect on social media. Alabama lost the best weapon, if not the best player in the SEC, and Jalen Waddell, and replaced him with the best weapon, if not the best player now in the SEC, and Devontae Smith. It's incredible. Uh, and and, and you, you know, you know as well as I do, uh, Alabama filthy rich with talent, but he just he stands out and has, has had a spectacular second half of the season, Chris, is my point. Well, it and, Matt, it's what reminds me so much of, of what USC had going at that position for years. Yeah, he becomes the guy after Jalen Waddle goes down. But let's not forget they lost two first-round draft picks last year. And, oh, by the way, a top-five draft pick at quarterback. This is a guy who's starting that many people didn't believe would be the starter this year because they thought the incoming freshman from California was going to be the guy. And instead, you know, ho-hum, where Tua left off, different tight. But in terms of distributing the ball, he's been unbelievable. But this run of receivers that Alabama's had has been unreal. Incredible. Matt Zimmick, give me a thought uh, on what you think about what we're saying about Devontae Smith and how much Heisman consideration should he get. I know it's become primarily a quarterback award, but what are your thoughts? I think precisely what Chris mentioned about Jalen Waddell not being in the mix and Smith still being dominant, uh, that that really is a is a clear uh, statement for his candidacy. I mean, so it's not as though I mean Mac Jones has been the constant, but when Waddle went out, it was easy to think, oh, this this offense would take a hit, and it hasn't missed a beat. And I think you know Smith has to has to get a lot of the credit for that. Now, obviously, um, you know as we look at like Alabama versus Florida. One person uh, has made the astute commentary, and many others have as well, I'm sure, that the difference is the offensive lines for the two teams. So, you, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to Alabama's offensive line as a central reason why that offense has been able to function so well. But in terms of being able to put up the obscene numbers 
that's mostly Smith, I think. And so, and, you know, with Trask torching his candidacy against LSU, I think we're going to see the Heisman winner coming from Alabama. And if you have to put Mac Jones up against Smith, I, I would give it to Smith at this point. Interesting. All right. So let's segue right to the SEC championship game. There it is. It is championship week. Uh, unlike the Pac-12, they didn't shuffle in a new opponent. It will be Florida. Sorry, Zimmick had to get the zing in. It will be Florida and Alabama confirmed playing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's almost become the Nick Saban Invitational. Like Alabama's there virtually every year, uh, it seems like, uh, in this one. All right, Chris, back to you. Uh, I'm in the state of Florida. Uh, there are a lot of Gators that have gone mum. It's almost been funeral-like after the loss to LSU. Most everybody believes, including me, that this game is going to be a decisive Alabama win. Uh, obviously, an Alabama Bama fan believes that. What are what are your thoughts? Because you got to take the perspective of of getting ready to go cover and and work this game. Uh, I guess I'll phrase it as: If Florida is hanging in, they're hanging in because of why? What would you say? Alabama has hurt themselves with turnovers, penalties, and miscues that we haven't seen them make at any point this year. Um, it's amazing to me how Alabama has gone from being the, the most dominant defensive team in America at the start of this run that Nick Saban had to becoming the most prolific offense in the country and doing it in a manner that he didn't want to go. He went into this style of offense, kicking and screaming, and it was almost, you know, he literally asked the question with the RPOs, and not that they're running that all the time, but, you know, he went into this with people um, going to this, and he literally, before the, the rules committee said, is this what we wanted college football to be? And when the committee said yes, he goes, all right, hold my beer. And he's just <laughs> taking it to an, another level that nobody can touch. They've won every game. I think their closest game has been, what, 15? Something like that. I've forgotten what the average margin right. of victory. Florida's talented enough and explosive enough to create problems and to win this game if Alabama plays poorly and makes mistakes. But here's the situation that Alabama's in and has been in virtually every game since they walked out of Athens, Georgia in 2008, the famous blackout game. Alabama's best – is good enough to be anybody else's best. It's not, it's not as if Alabama – it's impossible to beat Alabama, but Alabama's got to help you, and you have to be perfect or close to it in order to win. Alabama's best is good enough to beat anybody. We'll find out if they can deliver that. All right, Matt Zimmick, to you. We are going to talk Pac-12 with you in a moment, but a quick thought on the SEC title game, which, again, my belief, and I said this before you guys came on with our handicapper Brian Edwards on the audio version in the opening – uh, segment. They play this game five times. I, I believe Alabama wins it five times by various scores and, and could win some of the time by 10, might win some of the time by 25. Florida fan doesn't want to hear that. Those are my thoughts that I've said before you've come on. What is your thought on how Florida can hang in? Will they hang in? What is your thought, Matt? Well, I just want to like, pick up on what Chris said before I get into my specific thought on Saturday, and that is that when you compare Nick Saban to Bear Bryant, the two iconic coaches in Alabama's history, to arguably the two best coaches ever, you know, Bear Bryant went through a lull in 1969 and 1970. He had to reinvent himself. The picking up the wishbone from Daryl Royal before the 1971 season, that reinvigorated his career. And you could say that, that Alabama was better and more consistent in the 1970s than in the 1960s. 
So Saban and the Bear were both willing to look at themselves midway through their Alabama tenures and reinvent themselves in a significant way. That's why they're so great. So I wanted to get in that historical parallel. Um, in terms of Saturday, you know, the two SEC championship games which come to mind as parallels with Saturday, it's either going to be 2016 or 2013. 2016, when Alabama hung 54 on, on, a, on a weak Florida team that, you know, just the bottom fell out, could be like that. I think it's going to be more like the 2013 game in which uh, Auburn was clearly better than Missouri. Missouri kind of sort of hung around with its offense for three quarters, but over four quarters, it was just way too much firepower from the Auburn side. Auburn had at least a little pinch of defense. Missouri didn't have any. I think that's the salient comparison here. If Florida is going to win, it's going to have to be like the 1996 Big 12 championship game. That was when John Makovic in Texas went for them fourth and two from their own 28, took all the chances, riverboat gambler. You, know, you right. cannot be safe in this game if you're Florida. You have to be going for it on anything less than fourth and five from pretty much anywhere on the field. You have to score 50 points to have a chance. Not even to be likely, but to have a chance. Florida has to go all out to, to have any real shot in this game. Chris wants to and jump guys, in. Go. Yeah, and guys, I, I think Florida does have the luxury now to do that, as, as weird as it may sound, in having lost to LSU, they got nothing more to play for. I don't care what Dan Mullen said. They ain't getting in the playoff um, now, regardless of whether they, they win this game. I know where they're ranked. There's no way, in my mind, they jump everybody and move into that top they would four. have to have cataclysmic things happen like right. notre dame beating clemson a second time have ohio state lose that would probably open the door for a two-loss florida something like that but it's i, I would count cincinnati right right i wouldn't yeah. count on ohio state losing and more than yeah. likely clemson gets revenge so i'm with you i, I think you know florida Florida lost their opportunity, let's just say the kind way, against LSU to have this game be a way to play themselves into the playoff. Uh, that's for sure. And I know, I know we're saying all this and watch it be a close game, but again, Alabama has passed every test, especially in the second half uh, of games, and I don't see Florida's defense, which has not been there, or run game being much of a factor in this one. So let's, uh, let's see what happens in that matchup we got to move along again you're hearing the voices of chris stewart and matt zimmick if you're only listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast of the three dog thursday audio version of the podcast come see us uh, i'll tease that one of us is far out dressing the other two of us on the video version of the youtube roundtable come see who that is between chris stewart and matt zimmick hanging with me here on the three dog thursday podcast he is way way over he's like doing tv i think later in the day the the only reason i'm like this when i finish with you guys i'm headed to tuscaloosa is we're taking this to uh host a national signing day special and there are three major holidays in in this <laughs> state coming up you've got christmas you've got hanukkah you've got national signing day this is the festival is of it in, Is it in that order, though? It may be signing day, Christmas, Hanukkah after, maybe. Festival of Lights is Hanukkah. Festival of Five Stars is National Signing Day for Alabama. <laughs> festival of Fax Machine, which is what it used yes. to be, but now they, now they digitally uh, send it all in on email and that kind of stuff. All right, we continue here. And, uh, and Matt Zimmick, uh, all right, so we're going to look at our friends 
from mybookie.ag. There it is. It is a USC-Oregon game coming Friday night at the time that we're taping. We believe that's going to happen. Pac-12 has had COVID issues left, right, and down the middle. Uh, USC finished 5-0 off the great win over uh, Southern Cal. Uh, back, uh, where am I? I'm looking right here on the screen. Here it is. Uh, man, dagger, dagger for UCLA, the rival. USC winning the Crosstown Showdown. There is Keaton Slovis's game-winning touchdown pass in the final 30 seconds for a 5-0 year. So now we head into a Pac-12 title game with the Trojans that you cover. Matt Zimmick, we'll, we'll show it one more time to the YouTube audience. UCLA what in the world were they doing? Gave up the long kickoff return up by two in the final minute. Gave up a long pass, then gave up that touchdown. Tough to watch. All right, so that segues us to the, uh, the Pac-12 title game right here. USC favored over Oregon at home. What say you, Matt Zimmick, about the matchup here where the Trojans are trying to say, hey, we got a case to maybe be in the playoff if we're 6-0 and and win the Pac-12. What about it? Well, you know, we can just shut it down. USC's not getting in the playoff. Uh, just, we just don't need to spend any time on that, period. Uh, it, it's such a weird situation out here, and I'm not even talking about Larry Scott and the Pac-12 completely bungling this Pac-12 title game in which, you know, they're allowing a team with two conference losses, which didn't win its division, to play USC where, you, you know, Washington, okay, Washington can't play because of COVID. But Colorado has just one loss. Colorado and USC are in the same division. They didn't play each other. That If you're going to play a Pac-12 conference game on Friday, it should be USC-Colorado. Even though Colorado lost to Utah, Colorado is still the second-place team, and it can play. It doesn't have the Washington's COVID issues. But the bigger point which this game raises is that USC, this is, this is a chance to do flex scheduling relative to a conference championship game. You know, uh, and people in the SEC, I mean, Chris is very aware of all the times that Alabama would beat a three or four loss SEC East champion. You, sh you shouldn't be committed to have to have that four loss team in your conference championship game. You should swap in a team from another conference if you Let want a high end game certainly, right before. Certainly if it's in a crazy year like this year where you've had the cancellations, that's your bigger point. Slide Absolutely. in Colorado, right? So Georgia wants a game. Let's have USC Georgia or let's have USC Iowa since Michigan can't play Iowa. That would be much better television and USC would get a quality of opponent which would help the Trojans a lot more in terms of the playoff, even though they don't really have a shot. It would still give them more of a boost so flex scheduling, which BYU and Coastal Carolina showed, this can be done on the fly. Boy, I, I really hope college football uses this as part of its modus operandi in 2021 on the other side of the pandemic. But anyway, so about this game. So yep. USC has a short week. It's a Friday. It's a short turnaround. Oregon didn't play this past weekend, so Oregon gets more time to prepare. Um, you know, I think USC clearly has the better talent. Oregon, you can see Oregon's offensive line got outplayed by Cal's defensive front. Panay Sewell opted out for the season. He was going to be the anchor of Oregon's offensive line. So, you know, Oregon doesn't have all of its horses. But USC, if you've watched any of the Trojans this season, it's not an especially physical team. Three of USC's five wins have come in the last minute of regulation. USC has been really good at scrambling to win games late. Keaton Slovis, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions in fourth quarters. 
wow. this season. So USC has been a really great fourth quarter team. It's not a physical team. It's not a dominant team. It could easily be two and three. In week one, it needed to recover an onside kick to beat Arizona State. Uh, so, you know, the 5-0 and record looks good on paper, but the quality of the team underneath, not very convincing at all. And it's, it's such a weird situation here where most USC fans privately, if you really ask them, they're not happy the team's 5-0. and They wish this team would be 2-3 and because they want Clay Helton out of there. I was headed there, and you got there on your own. I was headed there because when I talked to both of you guys in August and we were talking about how the Pac-12 allegedly wasn't going to play and how that would benefit Clay Helton because he wouldn't lose games, well, now he's 5-0, and and if he wins this game at home with Oregon, you got to keep him. So... Uh, I don't, he's I don't he's know there regardless of result. I mean, yeah. he's he's made it this he's far. Not gonna, it's just not going to happen. Well, and the uh, the interesting thing is they played the season, and Kevin Sumlin's Arizona team was terrible, and he got fired, my God, 70-7 to the other night. 7-0, 70-7 against your rival. Uh, you know, in the Big Ten they played. Uh, Lovey Smith, who I obviously worked with with the Buccaneers, they played the season. They finished 2-5. and five. He got fired. There are a lot of coaches – that, that did themselves worse and had a bad season. Jim Harbaugh is another one because they went ahead and played uh, in, in 2020. Clay Helton, the opposite. He is, is he looking at a contract extension after 6-0? and Probably not, but uh, we'll see how that goes. We got to go shortly. You guys have been great to be with me. Let me uh, promote and plug away uh, here. You can find one Chris Stewart. There he is at C. Stewart Sports. Follow him, Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Network. He'll be on the broadcast with Eli Gold back with John Parker Wilson uh, on the call. Chris does a fantastic job with Alabama basketball and baseball. Follow him right there uh, on Twitter at C. Stewart Sports uh, on social media. Follow Matt Zimick at Matt Zimick, Z-E-M-E-K. I'm spelling it all out for the audio listeners that are only hearing us on the Three Dog Thursday audio version of the podcast. You see it on screen on YouTube here on the Three Dog Thursday roundtable. You can also follow the USC Trojan Wire that Matt writes for right here at Trojans Wire. Uh, That is the Trojan Wire USA Today website and blog for everything USC Trojans in advance of the Friday night championship game, et cetera. Hopefully I got all the uh, the plugs in and correct. Uh, Chris, to you one final time. This is about the 87th time I think you've gone to Atlanta for the championship game this weekend. Does it ever get uh, old? Does it ever get lost on you in that new stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, to be around all of this real quick? No, it's really special, and that's why I was so glad that Eli is healthy enough to be back and call the game because no matter how many you've done, they're still special. They're still unique. He's the voice of the tide. He should have that one. And for all Alabama fans, I hope they don't take this for granted. All right, and Matt Zimmick, you're ready for Friday night. You'll be writing about it again, depending on when they're hearing us. You may already know what happened in the game, but we're in advance of Friday night here on Three Dog Thursday. USC uh, and what's going to happen with the chaos we've already been talking about of the semifinals, the Rose Bowl game itself. Will it be played? Will it be a semifinal game? USC can make a case, obviously, to be a New Year's Six team as the Pac-12 champion. We, uh, we got to see all of that happen if uh, if and when they get the win on Friday night. Matt, a final thought before we go? Just expect USC Oregon to go down to the final minute. That's how it's been most of the year. Yeah, we'll see how it goes there. Guys, great job on giving me the, uh, the insight that you have on the college game. There go both Chris Stewart and Matt Zimmick with me on this part of the Three Dog Thursday YouTube Roundtable. Table. Boys, thank you. I appreciate you both being with me. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. 
Thank you. We do continue along. We're going to have fun here on the podcast. Again, if you're only hearing us, we're still in the midst of the YouTube roundtable extravaganza right now. Come find the YouTube page for Three Dog Thursday. You will see what we look like. Still to come on the audio podcast and on the YouTube roundtable, we're talking lots of kicking and kickers. Uh, Danielle McCartan is back on from New York and WFAN. T.C. Martin from out in Las Vegas, Talking Kickers, and also Jason Powers from right here in Tampa Bay and the Powers on Sports Podcast, who's a former college kicker himself. Who's going to kick for the Buccaneers, et cetera? That's later here on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Whether you're only hearing us, make sure you find us on the YouTube page as well for the Three Dog Thursday YouTube roundtable. And without further delay, my man who's nodding along on the roundtable is from Smack Apparel, Derek Martin back with us. Happy holidays. Good to see you. And we've got plenty to discuss with football and with Smack Apparel, my friend. Yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, ironically enough, I am a kicker myself. I played college soccer. A little different, but we used our feet a lot. I was the goalkeeper, so I didn't. But either way, uh, yeah, happy to be here. Excited to talk with you. Uh, got my dogs in the background, so if they start barking or going crazy, I apologize. But, you know, we're doing what we can. I was going to say, do they want to participate whenever uh, dad gets on the computer and starts talking? If they do participate, I love the ambiance, whatever it is. So uh, if need be, because our, our guys are going to talk about this and gal in the final segment, could you get out on an NFL? Did you ever kick in high school? Could you get out and punt or place kick? Did you ever try that? Could you do that if necessary? One of, one of my biggest regrets. Now, I actually, uh, it was a high school game. I got called down to kick uh, – at the halftime for $50, it was some sort of like promotional giveaway. I was wearing sandals at the time, so I <laughs> took my sandals off. I kicked barefoot, but I made an extra point. So who knows? I could I could be kicking in the NFL today. I'm Did just, you almost I break the your Vikings foot? Like yeah, yeah, the Vikings would like you after the Bucks game last week. Thank you, Dan Bailey. Did you almost break your foot kicking barefoot off of sandals? Man, it was the adrenaline of it all. It was a halftime. It didn't mean anything really, but I still was pumping, man. I celebrated afterwards too. I probably look like an idiot, but you know, I made it. That's all that matters. All right, so let's get to what we're here to talk about, and that is some great stuff. It's championship weekend in college football, and they've got all kinds of great stuff at Smack Apparel. So I want to show the fans here. We've got our own discount code up for Three Dog Thursday. Use the promo code TAG when you're going to check out. Or you can just go right here, as you see on the screen right now, to smackapparel.com slash discount slash tag. And that's going to automatically put a 30% off discount into your order with Smack Apparel. And they, they are seeing, again, if they're on the YouTube page, Derek, your shirts are zipping by on smackapparel.com, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Buccaneers, whether it's the Chiefs who are red hot as the Super Bowl champs, whatever the case is, they're seeing that going by. And we want to feature some of the different college teams. I know you were saying to me that these are some of the best sellers. Obviously, Alabama here that we're looking at on the screen, the Tide taking on the Florida Gators, coming up in the SEC title game on Saturday night as a heavy favorite. And this Alabama shirt uh, here for uh, the, the Bear Bryant with the, uh, the houndtooth hat, the fedora, uh, still the greatest to ever walk the sideline. This is a, this is a big-time seller right now on Smack Apparel, right? Yeah, I mean, Alabama fans are, are awesome. They're diehards. So this is one of our better-selling Alabama T-shirts. And obviously, if you're a big Bama fan, you know who Bear Bryant is. And you understand the hat is so symbolic of the team and 
and of their championship kind of pedigree. So, uh, yeah, this is one of our best best-selling teachers come short sleeve, long sleeve, and uh, definitely a testament to, to Alabama. Uh, we got a few other designs. Uh, they're a huge market for us, and we love giving them stuff they love. All right, so if you're a Bama fan, be looking for that. If you're an Ohio State fan, we had no Ohio State game last weekend. The Buckeyes now in the Big Ten title game this weekend. And, Derek, we're seeing it on the screen on the YouTube roundtable here on Three Dog Thursday. Once again, Michigan is our Michigan. Yeah, so it's not, it's not good for Michigan. Uh, and you may even have a revised version that they can look for on smackapparel.com, but I'll, I'll zoom this in. They can see all the years in a row that, them, yeah. that, that Ohio State has put it on Michigan. So there's no 2020 game, but you, you're going to have an, an addition to what we're seeing right here. You're going to have to put the asterisk up there, right? We do, we do, yeah. We, uh, uh, we actually leaned into it a little bit. You know, uh, the Ohio State fans and the Michigan fans don't really get along. So uh, we love the rivalry. It's a huge part of our business. And this is honestly one of our top 10 sellers year in and year out because Ohio State fans absolutely hate Michigan fans. Uh, so, yeah, we have a new design. Even though they didn't play in 2020, we, we have an asterisk next to it. And I'm sure they would have just routed them because that's what they've been doing all season. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and, Derek, and again, we're encouraging everybody, come see what we're showing you on the YouTube roundtable here with the different shirts. We'll go to the Florida Gators who took their lumps last week with LSU. Uh, we've been talking about that throughout the podcast. Amazing what happened at the end of that game with throwing the shoe and allowing LSU to keep the drive alive, the field goal and the fog. As I said earlier, they're going to talk about that game from an LSU positive standpoint, but even a negative Gator standpoint for 20 years, maybe for 50 years, they're going to talk about that game with how that ended. But in any event, if you're a Gator fan, championship game this weekend with Alabama, this shirt is apparently doing well as well. The, the of course, drink up and chomp on for the Florida Gators, Derek. Yeah, uh, a lot of the drink up this week, I guess, for Gator fans after that heartbreaking <laughs> loss. Uh, but, yeah, no, Gators, I mean, we're a, we're, we're a Florida company, so uh, even though our founder is a Florida State alum, uh, we, we're definitely a Florida company. We love our local universities, and Florida is one of our biggest markets as well. UF uh, have a lot of people who went there, a lot of friends. So they love this design. Uh, I think it, it kind of is a testament to college in general, drink up and just you know cheer on your favorite team. So good luck to the Gators. I know they're an underdog this week, but you know there's definitely a chance. You know, uh, they are a large underdog right now at 17, 18 points as we're doing the Three Dog Thursday program. I just wonder, do you have any interest in Florida maybe as the doggy to keep it close against Alabama? What do you think? I mean, if LSU beat Florida last week, I think Florida, you know, anything is possible, right, especially in 2020. And, you know, Trask is definitely one of the, the kind of key components of that team. So I could see them keeping it close. Who knows, man, the way things have been going lately, especially with college. Uh, well, I hope, it, I hope it's a good game, regardless of who wins. We will see if it is. Again, Derek Miller with me for a few more moments. Smack Apparel, smackapparel.com. Sponsors here as part of the Three Dog Thursday podcast. We're having a blast with him. All right, let's have fun with this because you brought product along with you here for the pro football fans show me some of the best sellers and again they get 30 percent off with our promo code tag 30 percent off is better than the ads that you're seeing on the website uh etc show them a couple here i'm going to go full screen with you we have of course b-u-c-c-a-n-e-e-r-s go bucks the brady bucks 
right there is destiny calling for the Brady Bucks. That's one of your best sellers right now, and the Bucks got back on the winning track last week. Yeah, man. Uh, the Brady Bucks is one of our best-selling Buccaneer shirts. We actually have a ton of them. If you're a Bucks fan, go check them out on the website. Uh, ironically, we made this shirt after we got uh, Tom Brady and Gronk, and then they proceeded to get Fournette and Antonio Brown. So we might need to update it, add a few more players in there. But they're doing everything they can to make a run this year, and it would be great to see them as a hometown team play in the you know Super Bowl at home. So. Yeah, this is one of our best sellers. Uh, got this other, other one, one here. Washington. Hey, the Washington football team. And that, yeah. and you can pull that back a little bit. Rest in peace for hail to the Redskins and the Redskins symbol 1937 to 2020. Suddenly the Washington football team is playoff relevant, Derek. Yeah, I'm an NFC East fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. So it's been a rough year. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see Washington do well. I mean, I love Ron Rivera. That whole story is incredible. Alex Smith, I mean, uh, you know, I, it's hard to hate them. You know what I mean? And especially <laughs> this year after having their name stripped of, from them. Of course. You know, so, yeah, RIP HTTR is one of our best sellers for them. I know the, the former Redskins fans are diehards and – Okay, that. wait a minute. Before you pull that one out, hang on, hang on. Put that one back down before you pull that out. Let's finish on the Redskins, but you're right. Such a feel-good yeah. story, tough to hate them. And they may end up being the opponent for the Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs if things work out, depending if Washington make it, where's the Bucs seeding if they win a game or two more. We'll find out on that. And again, we need to reiterate, they can go to smackapparel.com to get these shirts. Now I need to give this the proper intro. One of the best stories in the NFL – is the Buffalo Bills are back. Do you realize, were you in grade school? Were you in diapers? The last time the Bills won the AFC East, 1995, you, were you still in elementary school? What? I mean, give me a break. 25 years and the Bills may be about to win the AFC East crown here over the next week or two. Yeah, you're, you're really aging me. No, uh, I was, yeah, seven years old at that time. So. <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah, well, a lot of Bills fans and a lot of alcohol since then don't remember it either. Hold the shirt up. Here it is, folks, right. from Smack Apparel. And there's not even any wording on this necessary. There is a buffalo in a jersey. And that. And if I'm looking sideways carefully enough, that might be the number of the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills going right towards the table. Again, come find the YouTube page for Three Dog Thursday. You will see that shirt. Is that uh, that one's a hot? I gotta believe that's a hot seller as well. Yeah, that was partially my idea. Uh, not gonna take any credit, but taking some credit here. Yeah, I actually my old college roommate was a Buffalo Bills fan, and he he looked very similar to that. Very hairy, big dude. Uh, <laughs> drank a lot as well. So yeah, the smashing tables reference. I mean, Bills fans love it, man. They lean into it too. So uh, we thought this was a cool something, a little bit different than we usually do, you know. So uh, it's it's taken off. Bills fans love it, and we're happy for it too. <laughs> All right, one more plug here. I'm showing them on the screen one more time. There is SmackApparel.com. You want to go to SmackApparel.com slash discount slash tag. It'll take you automatically through our uh, social media links. We're doing that. It'll take you automatically to the discount. Or just remember the promo code tag, like tag you're at, T-A-G, tag, for a 30% discount off of all the shirts you're seeing sliding by here. Follow these guys on social media, on Facebook, Smack Apparel on Facebook. Here they are on Twitter as well. You guys are tweeting uh, off the Twitter handle, at Smack Apparel. If they're only hearing us, come find that. 
whether it's uh, can the Rams join the party with the Dodgers and the uh, Lakers having already won the championships in 2020. That's a cool shirt. Come on, Rams, kind of along the same lines uh, with the Dodger blue, but the Rams colors and the Lakers and the whole thing. So they can get that 30% off as well. But go follow them here on the Twitter handle as we take a look, uh, whether it's Green Bay uh, and, the, and the Packers shirts, uh, which seem to be doing well, or is this legit that Terrell Suggs was really rocking it? I guess he was, that he he hates on the Steelers, uh, <laughs> even still to this day as a Baltimore Raven, right? Yeah, this was a few This was a few years ago, yep. but he, uh, yeah, this is him actually rocking the shirt, man. We have a lot <laughs> of uh, the YBYSAs out there, so yeah. Shout out to Terrell Suggs. Hopefully he's watching. <laughs> and he's uh, and T Sizzle, as he know, as he's known, is still even though he played for a couple of other teams, is still anti Steelers. That is uh, for sure. And so yes, the whole Ravens Steelers thing, and uh, whether it's Philly Dilly for the Eagles or Bear Down and Drink Up for the Bears, you can find it all there at SmackApparel.com. Derek, that we cover everything. I think we're pretty good here. For the holidays, we want to emphasize again, wherever they're hearing us during this week, they need to act quickly because the big one is approaching next Friday, the 25th. If they want to get this stuff shipped, if you have a fan of any of these teams that you see and you're trying to order something, they need to try to get it done this week, this weekend, right? One more time. Yeah, yeah, especially with the the unpredictability of, of shipping, I would say get it in as soon as possible so you can get it there under the Christmas tree in time for, uh, for unwrapping. Yes, so again, smackapparel.com, they will take care of you with the discount code TAG at checkout or go to smackapparel.com slash discount slash TAG, and that'll take you automatically through whatever you buy, 30% off. Derek, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We're going to bring you back on probably around college football playoff time, NFL playoff time to get an update, and we'll have even more discounts and more shirts and see how some of them are doing. But thanks for hanging out here on Three Dog Thursday. Thanks for having me. Always a good time. Happy holidays to you and all the listeners. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. We're rolling on with the YouTube video roundtable. And as promised, I have got some hilarious insight. You've got to find the YouTube. If you're only hearing us, find the YouTube roundtable for Three Dog Thursday. Go to uh, YouTube and search Three Dog Thursday and see us because there are reasons to see us and video to prove it. Up now on this segment of the show, because there's such a big topic about kicking footballs going on coast to coast right now, from New York to Vegas, back to Tampa. Uh, It might be going on in Mongolia and on the moon. I don't know, but we're going to talk about place kicking, uh, football, the NFL, et cetera, and who better to help me uh, than from New York, Danielle McCartan. Coach McCartan, you hear her in the middle of the night, God love her, on WFAN the number one sports station in the country, overnights, Saturday morning, Sunday, early a.m. Coach McCartan, how are you? Welcome back to Three Dog Thursday. Well, I'm actually really good. I just got the text that we have no school tomorrow. We have a snow day tomorrow, and so I am very happy about that. (laughs) So snow day for Three Dog Thursday, uh, as Danielle also teaches uh, as well, and we're going to get to the kicking coming up in a couple of moments. You saw him briefly, and this is tremendous. From a drive through line in Las Vegas, my Vegas radio and TV brother from another mother. Another mother. Initials, initials brother from another mother. From another mother is T.C. Martin. How are you feeling? And you're in line as we speak while we tape on the YouTube page trying to order some midday lunch Pacific time. Am I correct? 
the sweet tea's gone. You might as well give me a Pepsi. That's fine. I'll take a Pepsi today. You, you got it, Linda Lou. You take care, girlfriend. And don't forget, bet against the Raiders. Yeah. What's going on, TJ? <laughs> so TC is in the drive through line. No exaggeration. We were trying to set up the Zoom, and you were like car number three. Uh, then you were on deck. You've now made the order. Am I correct? Yes, and the Freddy's, the, the Freddy's, frozen Hold it up higher. Hold it up higher and closer to the screen. Salt. It's going on the fries right now. The Chicago dog, baby. Grilled onions and mustard. It's known around <laughs> Vegas as the TC special. There is no need for a number. All right. So, yes. So, TC uh, <laughs> is hanging out in the drive-thru, and he and Danielle and I are mutually connected. And TC's had Danielle on the radio in Las Vegas talking about kicking exploits. Oh, did I mention kicking exploits? Also with me, Jason Powers. Uh, you see him with the hands up. It's good. From the Powers it's on good. Sports podcast in Tampa, who is actually, for the audience, TC and Danielle, a former Division One kicker. So out of the four of us, he would be the most qualified to be talking kicking. Brother Powers, good to have you. How are you? Danielle, just for you, I brought the full kickoff tee. I got an arena football, old school <laughs> arena league football. And I even brought my old helmet out the of UAB retirement. Helmet. We can, we, can slap a buck, we can slap a Buccaneers logo on the helmet, and I'm ready to go Sunday. <laughs> Let me go grab something. I'll be right back. All right. She's leaving the camera here for a moment. So uh, we got to show this on the screen here because this is how all of this began. Uh, it began with Danielle, and she's going to reappear here in a moment. Uh, she was challenged by the fellow hosts, uh, Jason and TC, of WFAN to a field goal or extra point kicking contest. And we are now, like Brent Musburger out in Vegas, you are looking live at Danielle McCartan at a nearby high school field in the snow, banging it through. Danielle, what is that, about a 20-yard kick there for you? <laughs> And then you're answering the challenge right here of, of Craig Carton and some of the other hosts. What was this, about 20 yards, something like that? Yeah, well, uh, uh, Craig Carton hit it from like 40-something, which is like ridiculous. No one's going to beat that. <laughs> but then uh, his partner, his daytime partner now, Evan Roberts, he went out and miserably failed. And look at you. Craig, look at that. <laughs> Craig, Car Craig Carton was like, listen – I got to stick up for you. And now I'm going to challenge every single host on the fan. They probably can't kick it better than you. So by name, he challenged me. I delivered. It was a 20-yarder in the snow, in the I ice. I see that. You were very concerned about your plant foot, you were telling me, and possible injury. Yeah. As we look at this once more. Yeah. Look so at the here form here. That's kind of a straight-on kick, but bangs it right. That would have probably been good from 25. <laughs> I'm thinking that might have been good from 25, Danielle McCartney. So if you see the bounce, uh, Carton and Evan both agreed that it would have been good from 30. I, I think I agree with that. Uh, One more time. We're looking at it again the, on YouTube. Yeah, it bounces. Look where it lands. Right. right. It bounces. I mean, and you bang that too. through. Yeah. I knew now, as soon as I Now we it. are back on screen, and she has donned a J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets helmet. And just in time for the Jets, who are miserable at 0-13, <laughs> they're in need of a kicker. And so you said to me off the air that you're willing to do what for this weekend if needed? Well, I'll, I'll take my helmet. This is a real helmet. I'll take it down to uh, MetLife Stadium. Is that where the game is this week? Or the I'll game is actually in L.A. You need a plane ticket. Well, I'll get, I'll get myself on the next plane to L.A. if they need me. If they need kick. you to kick. 
like that. All right. So uh, first of all, critiques. TC, you're still in the drive-through line. I do not see you with food as of yet. Critique on the on the McCartan kick. I don't know how much you've seen of that, but a critique, please, real quick. On the, that's not yeah, bad. I've seen it uh, several times, and I'll say, "Holy Ali Aji Sheik, unbelievable!" Nick <laughs> Folk, Canazera, uh, whoever, Pat Leahy. Let's go old school New York Jets. Are you kidding me? Nick Folk with the Jets helmet on. Daniel was outstanding, and more importantly, it was not Cody Parkey. It was not the double doink. Thumbs up, outstanding all the way, banging it through. Hours. What did you think of Danielle's kicking form while we're talking about this? You're, yeah, a, you're a kicker. She she busted out her inner Mark Mosley with the straight on kick. <laughs> Mark Mosley from the day when he the was best the NFL is Danielle, MVP. Danielle is young and has no idea who Mark Mosley is from the Redskins in the 80s when they were winning the Super Bowls. But he Danielle, he was a big straight on kicker uh, like that. But I love and I love was, that reference. Go ahead, Jason. He, uh, he, he won the National Football League MVP award one year because he was that good. And full credit now, one thing I'll say is you have to get back to 32 yards because that's what an extra point is in the, right NFL, in the NFL these days. Yeah. Right in the NFL. Well, we were talking about this on TC's radio show. He's had both of us on. TC's acting like he could make an extra point, and I'm saying, bro – you do realize that's no longer an 18 or 19 yard kick. It's now a 32 or 33 yard <laughs> kick, depending on where you spot the ball. It's a little, yes. little so wait, further wait, back wait. there, TC. Talking, I was talking college PATs, okay? We're still <laughs> at the 10 yard line there, my friend. Okay, so we're good. I'm good from 20. Put it through the uprights, baby. Let's go. Okay, so not to be That's outdone good. while we're talking about this, uh, here we go. Uh, not only Danielle, but Jason Powers, you decided to answer the call. And again, Powers uh, still has some leg. What was this? Is that about 25 yards down the middle there that I'm looking yep, at? Yep. There was, yep. And I actually reenacted a 34-yard field goal from back in the day at Florida State, my days at Florida State, from the infamous wide right from 34 yards in another video. But this one is about 25 yards. About 25. This looks like, though, for the panel here, for Danielle McCartan, while we're fooling around on Three Dog Thursday in the YouTube roundtable, come find the roundtable on YouTube. That might be good from 30. Do we agree, Danielle, that Jason, again, former Division One kicker at UAB and for a season at Florida State, that, that's good from 30, I think. Danielle, yes, confirm? Yeah, definitely. It had enough height on it. Had it, the sound of it. I know we're not getting the sound, but when I watched it, the sound of it alone makes it make me think that it, it would have been good for probably even more. TC, than 30. he's got some follow through. He's got some range. I think I think he might have the strongest leg out of the whole group here on the round table, <laughs> if need be, to go to Powers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I'm having a flashback, especially with that shirt there. It looks like a a very Pugsley like Daryl Upremium back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> is the but, single the, but here's the, the thing McCartan, just the one bar because we know the kickers can only have the one bar guys right. like you put on some weights since the last time you're at uab brother maybe maybe yeah. but the thing <laughs> is look at how he's dressed because mccartan's gonna get like two feet of snow in the new york new jersey area we're dressed like this almost all year round in tampa bay right. as jason was recently kicking so i got to stand up for you uh, there on the attire uh, Jason, uh, a little bit there with the kicking and the fun. So here's part of the reason why we were bringing this up uh, again as we continue. You're hearing the voices of Danielle McCartan. She's at Coach McCartan on Twitter. If you're only hearing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you hear podcasts. Oh, TC's got the lunch. This is tremendous. Uh, go find Danielle <laughs> on Twitter at Coach McCartan. TC Martin 
ordering lunch, which you will see on the YouTube page. Uh, If you go to the Three Dog Thursday YouTube page, we got the Freddy's drink. We just saw that on the YouTube page. You got the Freddy's lunch in Las Vegas. He's at TCMartin21 on Twitter. We'll be promoting this uh, again here in a moment or two. He's got the fries. He's got the drink from the drive-thru. TC is a radio host with the TC Martin Show five days a week on in Vegas. Uh, Check him out there. And Jason Powers, you're also hearing him. Jason now showing off the Arena Football League ball that he kicked with. You once kicked in the AFL 2 League, correct, in Arena 2 back in the day. And those goalposts were like four feet wide. You you rarely could make a kick in Arena Football on purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very tight. Very tight there on that. All right, so here is what I I also wanted to show uh, the audience that that part of the reason why we are joking about this is this right here from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they released on uh, Tuesday, and we're taping this on Wednesday. Oh, by the way, we've put the punter slash kickoff guy, Bradley Pinion, the kicker, Ryan Suckup, and the long snapper, Zach Triner, all on the COVID-19 list, and it is unknown midweek if any of these guys can play this week for the game in Atlanta. So the Bucks are having tryouts right now for long snapper, punter, and kicker, trying to figure out what they can do if these guys are, are COVID positive and cannot play for this weekend. That's what kind of spawned all of this is what I'm telling uh, the audience. And here again, Powers even put it in his tweet here that you are available for the Buccaneers on Sunday in Atlanta if need be. You are a local guy, and you're saying you could go and bang one through here just like Danielle would for the Jets if need be is what you're saying. And worst-case scenario, I can be the punter, and I'll hold for, for Danielle to be the kicker, and you can bring your, your, your TV analyst out of the radio analyst out of the booth, Dave Moore, and he can be the snapper. <laughs> Dave Moore was the long snapper at the end of his career, long time tight end with the Bucks. And Dave said to me in a text message yesterday, I could get in the stance to snap for a field goal or for an extra point, but I'm not running down the field on punt to try to go tackle somebody. That ain't happening anymore. Uh, so no that's need. the uh, that's I'll, the deal I'll kick it out of bounds. I'll punt it out of bounds. No need to run. I'll just <laughs> kick it out of bounds. You'll handle the punts. You'll handle the punts. <laughs> All right. Few more moments left. Uh, TC, we were talking about this on your show yeah, uh, here. I know. I know we're getting the video. You're getting lunch, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my Buccaneers may be without a kicker, so we might have to use Danielle. We might have to use Jason. Maybe it is Ali Haji. What was it? Ra- Ali Haji Sheik. Raul Alegre was the other yes. name, right? Raul. That's another one from yes. back in the past that Danielle doesn't know who we're talking about. She knows like the modern kickers, like I mean, John yeah. Hall of the Jets, right? John yeah. Hall of your J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Danielle, am I singing your song there? Yeah, John Hall was probably the first Jets kicker I, I remember, yes. And they've, <laughs> they've had a couple others since then. What was the uh, – was it um, – I'm trying to remember who was most re- – Mike Nugent, right, was kicking for the Jets. Nugent, For a little yep. while as well. Yep. And he's, uh, and he's been very yep. well-traveled. All right, while I have you guys here, it is Three Dog Thursday. You can pick an underdog if you like uh, for this weekend. We're looking at mybookie.ag, and they've got the college odds and the NFL odds. Uh, Jason, I guess for you first – uh, out of any of the college championship games this weekend, do you have one that stands out as an underdog? We see Oregon is an underdog with USC. As I scroll down, I'm working that Northwestern Ohio State game with Tiki Barber Saturday 
on national radio. Ohio State favored by 22. Holy cow on Northwestern. And it doesn't get much better because Notre Dame, as we scroll down, is a 10-point underdog right here. We see it with Clemson. And then when we get to Alabama and the Florida Gators, uh, there is that game as an 18 or 19-point underdog for Florida right now. Powers, you got any of those underdogs you like for Three Dog Thursday? Like Bino Cook says, Notre Dame has material. <laughs> and I like the Irish. I like the Irish to win the game outright again. Wow. I really like their offensive and defensive lines. The, the, the issue for Clemson was not offense in, in the first matchup. The Notre Dame offense went right through that Clemson defense. So I really like Notre Dame. I know it's more of a road game now playing in Charlotte. Trevor Lawrence is back. I get it. But for whatever reason, we are in a wacky 2020. Yes, Give we are. Give me the Irish in an outright winner. We are booking that action straight up right now with Mr. Powers. Money uh, line, give me that action. <laughs> Listen to him eating the fries, T.C. Martin, uh, with this. Danielle, I think I saw, and I want to put it on the screen here, I think I saw the Jets line. And uh, amazingly, the Rams, who are a playoff team, are not favored by 40 as we take a look here and scroll down to the late games. But instead, they're only favored by 17. Your winless 0-13 Jets, do they have any hope of covering that 17-point line against the Rams? You know, last week I, I had the Jets scoring. I think my prediction was uh, 13 points, which would be two field goals and a touchdown. And they didn't even score the touchdown. So <laughs> I, am I am absolutely – I would jump all over that. There's no way they can play this game even within 17 points. No way. All right, so, so take the Rams. Do not, do not take the Jets there under any circumstance and I'm looking back for the Buccaneer line TC Martin uh, the game with the Falcons the Bucks favored by six on the road in Atlanta again I'm in the bag for the Buccaneers want to see the Bucks make the playoffs TC are you touching that with LA or I'm sorry with Atlanta at home getting the six points in the Buccaneer kicker and punter situation up in the air what say you what say me is uh you know I think Tampa Bay coming off that bye and then the victory last week they got it right I had them last week against Minnesota I think they're going to put it together a little streak right now. And, again, you know, Atlanta has so many defensive deficiencies. I like what Matt Ryan is doing, but they're still pretty banged up. So I got some faith in your Bucks, TJ. So if you're going to make me pick this game, I'm going to go Bucks. All right, how about that? So a little three-dog Thursday fun with uh, all of my but panelists here. I will. Here. TJ yeah. Reeves, I'm going to support you, my friend, and I'm going to go with those Northwestern Wildcats. Give me the 22. People in here, they're betting Ohio State, like, with both fists. They can't get enough of the Buckeyes. Uh, I'm going to take Northwestern because I think they can keep it close. It should be a low-scoring game. I wish the game was outdoors. I wish it was on, on that, uh, that high turf they have at uh, Ryan Field with Northwestern, <laughs> but instead it's going to be indoors, so the track will be fast. But I got a little faith in the Wildcats to keep it close. You and Tiki calling that game. I'll be listening to you while I got money on the Wildcats. Listen to that from the drive-thru of Freddy's. He's now done at the drive-thru and he's eating his lunch, headed to do his own show in Las Vegas as T.C. Martin. Yeah, the grass uh, is only slightly smaller at Northwestern's home field than the U.S. Open golf rough whenever they grow it about 10 inches deep <laughs> the rough, uh, from right. the USGA to try to slow you down. This will instead be at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Tiki Barber, Danielle, Tiki and I will be there on the call Saturday at noon, depending on when they're hearing us on Three Dog Thursday or seeing us 
on the roundtable. Let me get plugs in for these people one more time on how and where that you find them. Here is Danielle McCartan. Check her out on WFAN. There she is, Coach McCartan on uh, WFAN Saturday night, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. into Sunday morning. You'll be recapping all the championship games, getting ready for the uh, Giants game uh, and also the Jets game on New York's WFAN. Follow her at Coach McCartan right there. Jason Powers is the Powers on Sports podcast. Uh, and again, he's at JPO Sports uh, there on Twitter. Follow him at JPO Sports. The Powers on Sports podcast, again, through Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, he's talking about his kicking exploits, etc. And my man from the drive-thru is T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show. At T.C. Martin 21, if you're only hearing us and you're not seeing the YouTube, at T.C. Martin 21, tcmartinshow.com on five days a week in Las Vegas. Uh, and could be coming to a drive-thru near you, for all that we know. <laughs> as he is exhibiting in Vegas here today. We come back on the full screen one more time and around the room. Danielle, any closing thoughts about your kicking exploits, about the Jets? Very nice Jets helmet there. Anything else from you before we get out of here? Um, I, you know, I just wish that they weren't trading Sam Darnold because this helmet is actually signed by Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trading. You know what I mean. But I, I wish he was going to be a Jet. Like he said the other day, a Jet for life. It's just not going to happen. His time is up here in New York. And bring on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence wants to play in New York. We'll see. Oh, he said before, PJ, you said before something like, I can't find it right now, but he said something like, I'm, I'm willing to take on a challenge wherever I go. Sure, sure. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's a collect very definition of collector's item, Danielle, that you now have, a Sam Darnold signed Jets helmet. Uh, hold up that UAB helmet one more time, Jason Powers, former kicker, Division One kicker at UAB I want to give Florida a State. Uh, final yeah, thoughts give a from shout you. Out to my Blazers. My Blazers are in the CUSA title game Saturday for the third consecutive year. Bill Clark, whose name has been mentioned for the Auburn job potentially, they they won a game last week that they had to win with less than forty with about forty scholarship players. They had to beat Rice last week to get into this game, and they did it on the road with like forty scholarship players. So great job by Bill Clark. And again, that game is actually a Friday night game, Jason. They have moved it for television. So it is UAB at Marshall, Huntington, West Virginia right. Championship game in Conference USA. TC Martin, you're all over the lines. You're all over everything out there. You're already taking Northwestern, everything else that you've got, uh, et cetera. Uh, anything else from, uh, from the mighty one, from the doctor of the TC Martin show, we bow to you from the drive through Anything else? Hey, well, uh, I appreciate uh, being on with you guys today. Uh, Jason, Danielle. Uh, great kicking exploits. Uh, appreciate uh, your participation. And uh, Sarah Fuller's got nothing on either one of you guys. Let's remember that right there. And I think Danielle's still got some eligibility left. Get your butt back to college, girl. That's what we can do. And maybe, we'll, you know, I could be your agent and, uh, you know, I'll get you, you know, maybe a third or fourth round draft pick with the Jets or the Giants down the road. How's that? She's, she's talking about wanting to kick this weekend and wanting the pro-rated NFL salary, which is not a bad – like 100 grand a week or 50 grand a week, depending on your status. That wouldn't be bad. That, that would pay off my student loans, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I think on that right, note, guys. we are good. Uh, T.C. Martin, thank you. Danielle McCartan, thank you. Jason Powers, thank you. On all things kicking and even some underdogs, I appreciate it on Three Dog Thursday. We are back in one more time with senior handicapper, MajorWager.com, Vegas insider, Brian Edwards, back on Three Dog Thursday to talk pro football 
and the upcoming now uh, 15th week of the season, everybody, with 13 games and a bye week in the books. We're down the home stretch. Playoff pictures crystallizing. Teams clinching playoff spots like Chiefs and Steelers and Saints and Packers. Other teams trying to get in. Uh, Brian, we are still buzzing midweek over the great Monday night game where the Ravens call it the holy crap game, if you will, for Lamar Jackson to come out of the locker room, uh, off the pot, if you will, back into the game and help lead the Ravens to a comeback uh, and an epic a Monday night game that had so much drama and then a crazy finish that allowed the Ravens to cover the number on Monday night in Cleveland against the Browns. So let's begin right there with how nutty that was. We know we know there was a ton of money that was riding on that last 57 lateral play where the Browns end up getting a safety. But what a great football game. Let's begin right there with that and your thoughts on that as we bring you back in. Yeah, great game for sure. And, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, man, his stock continues to rise uh, even in defeat. Uh, He was terrific. And, uh, obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown making that that huge play on on fourth down. And and as for the the safety for the bad beat, I mean, I knew it was coming. I mean, the whole play, I knew exactly what it was. It was was Northwestern (laughs) Ohio State from 2013 or 14 all over again, except – Except in that game, uh, which I had Northwestern, uh, Northwestern was ahead of the number every single second of the game. The, the lateral deal happened uh, after the clock had hit zero. Um, and, and I was only going to push with the Browns, so I don't consider it nearly as, as bad a beat. And FanDuel, how about this? Uh, I mean, you talk about a way to earn lo- loyalty from your customers. FanDuel gave out $750,000 of bad beat refund, including a $40,000 bet they refunded because they it was a bad beat and, you know, they're in a lot of new states and they're trying to create loyalty. And, wow, what a loser to do so. Yeah, but then you set a dangerous precedent doing that because you play all the way to the final second and the final play no matter what happens. And that Ohio State play was a touchdown. It was a fumble in the end zone. They fell on the touchdown to cover the spread. This was just a safety uh, that covered it. And more than one person pointed out uh, that especially in Vegas, the public was betting big time on Baltimore because the line moved half a point or a point Sunday and Monday afternoon and Monday night at most sports books. So the public was rooting on that cover as opposed to a push, a three-point win and a push, and it ends up being a cover for those that had the Ravens in what was a large game in the AFC playoff picture for them as a wild card team, putting it on uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, All right, so that kind of leads us in to another week here. As I mentioned, some teams have already clinched their playoff spots. Uh, Other teams are looking to vie for it here. Suddenly your Steelers, who are in great shape to still be the two-seed, they no longer control their own destiny. They're now a game behind the Chiefs uh, for the AFC number one seed and the home field advantage. And, uh, and Buffalo put it on them. Do we credit Buffalo more, or what's up suddenly with the Steelers the last couple of games? Well, it's three games now. It all started with that Ravens game on that Wednesday afternoon where they just made, uh, you know, three dozen just awful mistakes. And, they, you know, they're, they're dropping. Deontay Johnson, I mean, he drops three passes a week. It's ridiculous. And, uh and the injuries are starting to pile up on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, 
they're just they just haven't been the same team for three weeks, and uh, you know they got to uh, they got to tighten up and tighten up fast. I mean, they're not gonna win me my season win total as long as they play 16 games. So I'm, I'm not gonna. They've already done me correctly, if you will. But uh, uh, in terms of being a big time Super Bowl contender, they have not looked like anything even close to that in their last three games, three three entire games. They went from an undefeated team to looking like a non-playoff team the last three weeks. Well, and there is some merit, too, that you got to keep adjusting. People adjust to you, and the Steelers are not running it nearly well enough. And defensively, they're now giving up yards. Josh Allen put yards on them and points, and even, even Alex Smith was able to do that in Pittsburgh, put yards and points on them on their defense. Got to figure it out. The best tonic, though, is you got to wait all the way till Monday night, but the Steelers do get the Bengals. It is in Cincinnati. There is no Joe Burrow. That should be, should be an easy win for Pittsburgh to get them back on track. I don't think even you are taking the Bengals on Monday Night Football uh, with no. all of those points against Pittsburgh getting uh, 13 points at oh, home, 12 and a half I for 13. Joe Burrow, I, I, take, I take Joe Burrow back in September and October. Not, really not, not anymore for the Bengals. All right, so let's begin with the games uh, for this week. You and I each like one. I'll let you go first. Where do you want to go for Three Dog Thursday in the pros? We do have Saturday games. We've got a Thursday night game at the time we're taping with Raiders and Chargers. Raiders have to have that game in the AFC wildcard chase. Saturday games, including Buffalo, Denver, Carolina, Green Bay, and then a full slate Sunday uh, that includes a Sunday night game now, Browns and Giants. All right, where do you want to go for an underdog in the NFL? Uh, let's go to Washington as a, a home dog against Seattle. Now, I'll, you know, we're recording Wednesday, so we, we don't really know if it's going to be Haskins or Alex Smith. And I know Washington's running back is banged up uh, as well, but certainly there's hope that he and Smith will go. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I won't be as big a fan of it with Haskins, but Haskins did come in our quarter last week. And he didn't do anything to mess it up. And, and look, the play is all based upon – uh, that just ridiculously good front four with um, with Chase Young, Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State, and the two Alabama guys, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. And then you put that Gator John Bostic in the in the middle with linebacker. He's always head hunting. And that Washington defense is playing as good as any defense in the NFL right now. And that's what the play is based on. And you know, getting uh, getting north of a field goal at home that certainly helps. I like Washington. Uh, I know Seattle's been so good yep. uh, coming to the East Coast the last few years. But, uh, look, they can win by three all they want. I like Washington. Yeah, and the Seahawks, again, have been so good not only on the East Coast but playing early games. It usually affects West Coast teams. When they play early at 1 Eastern, 10 a.m. on their body clock Pacific time, they, they have been rolling the last three or four years. Uh, We will see if that continues. And again, for Washington, four straight wins. Alex Smith, midweek, limited in practice. Can he play, as Brian was mentioning there? Uh, We will find out uh, what happens there. With I mean, uh, quickly, uh, they've they've got three games left. Uh, The the Washington football team playing Seattle in this one and the remaining games, the final two games, Carolina and at Philadelphia. If they get to eight wins... 
even if it doesn't work out for the division, but it might. Eight might be, seven might be enough, but eight, eight probably will be. If they get to eight wins, is Ron Rivera having survived cancer treatment during the season with Alex Smith at quarterback? Is he the coach of the year at eight and eight for Washington? Uh, with, with Mike Tomlin, uh, his coach know. of the year, I know. Is, if you will, dip, dipping by the minute. Uh, absolutely, I think so. And uh, I'll add a, a little more to it than that. Uh, with that defense, they're going to be a very tough out in the playoffs if, if they get there. If they can get there, and I and I know Kansas City's only lost one game, and I and I get it that uh, the Green Bay's only lost two games for uh, Matt Lafleur, but uh, the, the the Washington Football Team was left for dead uh, earlier in the year, especially when Haskins got benched, Rivera going through cancer treatment, they they were on a losing streak, and now they've come around to play. I don't know what's going to happen. Seattle may clock them. They may not win another game and finish 6-10. and 10. So under that scenario, he's not the coach of the year. But if they win a couple more and get to 8-8 eight and eight and make the playoffs, holy cow, what a job for Ron Rivera and deserves some credit uh, on that front. I am going to go, Brian, here for Three Dog Thursday purposes, back to a Saturday game. I, I listed the games in chronological order. And I like Denver at home off the win over Carolina. Speaking of Carolina, won a road game at Carolina. Drew Locke uh, played very well in that game. They've kind of been up and down, but they've been much better at home. And Buffalo, to me, they, they look good, but they're due to have a game where Josh Allen is off. They have a clunker. This is a shorter week for them. Uh, obviously, it's a shorter week for both teams, but the, uh, the Broncos are at home. The Bills are traveling. Give me seven points and Denver to win this game outright on Saturday. And this is more about Buffalo, I think, having an off game and Denver taking advantage of that. I'm looking here for the Broncos in their home games. Uh, I know they got clocked by the Saints in the last one, but previous to that, they were underdogs at home and uh, and beat the Chargers. They did lose to the Chiefs badly as an underdog. Underdog to the Bucks and lost, uh, but underdog and covered against the Titans. I like them as the home doggy here against the Buffalo Bills. Are you feeling me a little bit, a little bit that yes, Buffalo has been great and they can smell the possible AFC East title, but are they not due to have an off game, a bad game? What do you think? Well, I see Denver playing good, you know, regardless of what, how well uh, Buffalo plays, and, and they're at home, and Buffalo's got to travel across the country. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I lean Denver there uh, as well. Uh, I'm not feeling you rewinding those home results and those two horrible beats I had in the Chargers uh, <laughs> at Denver with, like, a 20-point lead. And then I in the opener with the Titans, I had a minus three. They went by two, and uh, Gotkowski missed, like, three field goals right. and an extra point. I wasn't feeling those rewind, rewinding those moments, but yeah, I leaned Denver with it. And, and I left out, they beat the Dolphins and stopped the Dolphins' five-game win streak at home at the new mile high as a four-point underdog back on November 22nd. So they, they have won some games at home. Uh, they also won at New England earlier this year. Uh, they hung in and covered at Pittsburgh way back in September. Uh, we'll just see. We'll see what happens with uh, with that one. A couple of more games that you're not necessarily... That's another bad beat. Yeah, there you go. 
Got another one I'm reminding you of uh, on those with the Broncos, so look out for the Broncos. All right, a couple of games that you don't necessarily have to take a side on. Uh, your Falcons are back at home against my Buccaneers. The Falcons off a heartbreaking loss all the way out of the West Coast to the Chargers. Bucks looked better last week. Atlanta now in the total spoiler mode with Tampa Bay at home. I know you're going to be in Mercedes-Benz Stadium Saturday night for the SEC title game, Alabama and Florida, about 12 hours after that game is over with, 13 hours after that game's over with, it's Buccaneers-Falcons in the same building on the same field. Uh, very interesting with the Bucks trying to make the playoffs in that one, and they're a five-and-a-half or six-point six favorite uh, in that game. Ronald Jones, iffy to play in that game. Broken left pinky, not the right hand of the ball-carrying hand. Broken left pinky. Can he play in the game at running back for the Buccaneers? Again, the Buccaneers specialist, as we talked earlier in the podcast on the YouTube roundtable, the kicker, Ryan Suckup, the punter and the kickoff specialist, Bradley Pinion, are both on the COVID list and may not play. Special teams could be an issue for the Bucks. We will see how that one goes. Uh, Atlanta playing Tampa Bay two of the final three games of the season. What about Philadelphia at Arizona? Philadelphia, glimmer of hope trying to stay in the NFC East race, but they get the win with Jalen Hurts, which was their fourth victory. They're two behind Washington with three to play. Uh, Arizona needs this game. They got the win last week over the Giants. I know you had the Giants on Three Dog Thursday. Arizona at home. Does Philadelphia still have some magic with Hurts here on the road getting seven points, six and a half or seven? Perhaps, man. Jalen looked really good last week, and I love it for him because I, I, lo- I love Jalen Hurts. And uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that Carson Wentz is ever going to taste that job again. I think Jalen uh, will play well. Uh, I'm sorry. Remind me what that, what's that Arizona Philly spread again? That is a six and a half or seven point line for Arizona, which again has had some games at home where you uh, where you shake your head. That includes. Uh, losing to the Rams uh, at home, also losing on the Hail Mary to the Bills at the very end at home. That's their last two home games right now. Uh, They also lost to the Dolphins, by the way, before that. They've lost three straight games at home here, taking on the Eagles. So the Cardinals have not been a very good home team, uh, at least straight up in this situation with the Eagles. We'll keep an eye on it for a late game Sunday, huh? Yeah, um, you know, I would have to be getting seven, uh, but I, I I think Philly will put up a, a good fight, and I think Jalen will make plays. Uh, so, yeah, I'll say slight, slight, slight lean to the Eagles. I'd have to be getting at least seven. All right, so three weekends to go in the NFL regular season as they push towards their playoffs. Championship games for college football. I remind everybody again, tremendous information at MajorWager.com and also Vegas Insider from Brian Edwards. Plug away your social media, how they can find it. You've got picks that are up there for sale on the weekends. Uh, Tell them more, Brian, about all of it. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vegas B Edwards. Uh, on uh, Friday on Vegas Insider, you'll be able to find my uh, full breakdown of uh, the SEC championship game. And uh, on Major Wager, uh, I wrote up uh, a couple of picks, uh on Auburn coaching stuff. Mm. Uh, and you can check all, all that out. Updated uh, Heisman and uh, CFP odds, et cetera at MajorWager.com. Thanks for having me, TJ. Have a great weekend. Always love being with you. By the way, one quick comment, because Chris Stewart uh, was mentioning this when we were talking on the YouTube roundtable, the Malzahn opening now for Auburn. 
Do you think they stay in-house with Kevin Steele, or is this a coach from somewhere else that comes in to the Auburn job? If you're playing a hunch, what does Auburn do? Real quick before you go. There's a lot of uh, reporting, and not just reporting from credible uh, journalists. You know, some, some people I know that are pretty tight with the Auburn program. There's a lot of smoke around Kevin Steele, which I think would be a, a terrible hire. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine you 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 spend all that money on the buyout for Kevin Steele, uh, at least without. Uh, you know, without not trying to to see if Hugh Freeze is interested, or or even Lane Kiffin, or or even Cristobal, I just I, I think Kevin Steele should be like Plan Six or Seven or, or Plan <laughs> E or F. All right, um, but there, he is the betting favorite as of uh, when I was at the computer earlier today. The betting favorite offshore is Kevin Steele. Very interesting on that. Brian, be safe traveling. I want to hear all about the SEC title game in person. Great stuff. Thank you, sir. We love it. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. And again, for the audience here, I'll be working the Big Ten title game with Tiki Barber, Compass Media Network's national radio coverage. Check your local listing for a radio station that will have it on or online through Compass Media Networks. Uh, If there is an online opportunity to have that Big Ten title game, I'll see what Ohio State does early on in the day. My thanks to all of our YouTube guests, Chris Stewart from the Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Network, Matt Zemick, USC Trojan Wire website, uh, the Trojan Wire USA Today website, USC and Oregon again on Friday night of championship game uh, weekend. Thanks also to Danielle McCartan uh, there with WFAN in New York, TC Martin, the TC Martin Show in Vegas, Jason Powers, the Powers on Sports Podcast, and also my guys at Smack Apparel, Derek Miller with Smack Apparel. They were all part of the YouTube roundtable bonanza uh, on the on the YouTube channel. Go find that at 3Dog Thursday. Subscribe to us here for the audio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find us. Subscribe to us. Five-star rate us and review us. For now, we are done. For Brian Edwards, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy all the games this weekend. It's Christmas week next week, and we're ready to rev you up on 3Dog Thursday. Bye.